Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. interesting week and um, at first I was not I, I, I had an original scripture for this particular title but it changed yesterday morning and then after that it just kind of like alright I don't know what we're going to do and then um, the spirit just put this verse upon my my, 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 my hearing and um, I moved from there and um, one of the things that I've been telling our church those of y'all who are online, God bless you. You still here, Amen. I'm not gonna beat you up, Amen. <laughs> but before I go further, because I don't, I don't have a long message. Before I go further, help me uh, wish uh, my parents a happy 35th anniversary. Amen. 35 years is a long time, and a loving 35 years, Amen. Not for the sake of saying we're together, a real 35 years of love and loyalty. Amen. Um, oh, one more thing. Help me wish one of our, our churches, sister churches, uh, Destiny Church, to the only lady, Malaya Pettis. We wish her a happy birthday, too. Let her get some love. that 
know some I'm missing. That's about it from what I know, from what I know of. But if I didn't forget, if I forgot you, well, happy birthday or any anniversary or whatever you have going on to you too. All right. So back to business here really quickly. So confronting me and um, the Lord has really given me something concerning where we're heading as a church and really where we're heading in the next year. Um, we're turning seven years old, September. And amen, September, seven years old. And um, through the constant change and different things like that, the Lord has been telling me, and I shared a little bit to our praise team on um, Thursday, that God is uh, leading us to a place where God is going to bring, while we are exposed, there's a different type of exposure that's coming to the church coming to you, meaning that there's some things that God is going to expose about you that you didn't know that you had in you, but it's going to come to the light. But not only that, what this exposed, I'm giving you the word of the Lord a little early for 2021, but just wear it for me. So not only that, but there are different things that are, or connections and uh, different type of uh, people that you must meet. But the issue is, is that here's why God's giving me this message. If you notice that every message that we've done since the pattern of prayer all has kind of sounded the same, not even intentionally, is the fact that the Lord's really trying to get something through to us, that the tide is changing and you just got to outlast this whatever season because it's coming to the end. And normally it's harder at the end part than it was in the beginning. Because when, when, again, when the baby's about to be born, the hardest part is the end. <laughs> the hardest part is when it's about to come out. And sometimes when you're in that season of things, it feels like, man, all of this is happening at once. Can I get a break? Has anybody been there? Uh, has anybody, if we be honest, are there? My hands are up. Amen. I put... I'm ready for it to be over with. However, the Lord began to give me this. If you're going to go somewhere, you got to have, a, you got to come in the examination room. We're going to have to examine you. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, beside your knowledge, I was in the emergency room. And um, don't do that for me. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I was in the emergency room and I went there and I got uh, I was there and they did a chest x-ray and what I noticed about looking at all of these nice fancy gadgets that they have in the room as I was contemplating Lord just make sure nothing's wrong with me and so I was in there and I just see how that when you're in examination there's certain things that you cannot have when you come into the room like it has to be a sterile environment and sometimes we don't realize that the same thing goes in the examination room of God. Is that there are certain things that you're going to have to leave at the door before you come in there. It was like, bro, if you got any chains around your neck, you can't have no chains on. Because we got to get a good picture. I'm like, well, I don't wear no chains anyway other than when I wear a pectoral cross. And that's from time to time. That ain't much. But I don't wear that every day. So I'm, I'm there and I'm standing and you got to stand still while they're getting the pictures. And trust me, you have your arms up. I'm like, how many more pictures do you want, doc? 
But what I'm saying is to say is, is that in the examination room, in order for you to get the right examination, you have to do certain things in order for it to come out the way it needs to be. In order for for God to really get a good picture, which he already knows the picture of your life, there's nothing that he doesn't know. But if the picture is not for God, it's for you. So the truth of the matter is, you know how the examination is done and it's done for the doctor to kind of tell what's going on. God don't need to know what's going on. He already knows it. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. The problem is, is that the examination to know what's going on is really for you. And it's for you to see after he explains to you what this really is. I'm saying all of this to say because you're trying to probably figure out where is this all going? It's all going to the fact that If you're going to proceed in your walk with Christ, you have to do moments of self-introspective. You have to do moments where you you isolate for the sake of having a confrontation with you. Because the truth be told, a lot of people will not go far with God because they're not willing to sit and listen to what the Spirit has to say about you. The truth is, some of us don't like confrontation, and I get it, but you definitely don't like confrontation when it comes down to you. Because you ain't going to tell me about me. But if you allow that spirit of pride to hinder you, then you won't become all you're supposed to be in God. Because you have to have moments of this confrontation. And I tell you this, there are times when God picks a confrontation with you. How do I know this? Come here, Jacob. God picked a fight with Jacob. Why did he pick a fight? Because he had to confront what he could be for his future. Jacob's name changes to Israel because of his new identity. And some for some, if you don't have that confrontation, you won't never come into who you were supposed to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Paul, ladies and gentlemen, is in this text telling the Corinthian church, like, y'all got a lot of stuff going on with y'all. Y'all need to clean up house before I come. Because what Paul is telling them is, you can try to uh, come for my credentials as an apostle all you want to all day. It don't matter. But guess what? What we've done is stand in truth. And you need to come correct. Because when I do come and you want me to really prove my apostolic authority, oh, I'm going to come with an apostolic rebuke. That's what he was saying. I'm coming with rebuke. I'm coming to straighten up what it is. So get it right before I come. Y'all want to boast? You want to talk your talk and talk about all this stuff about? That's cool. I'm coming. Just like Deion Sanders. I'm coming. (laughs) And when I come, I'm going to set this place straight. And so that's why he's saying do yourself a favor and examine yourself. But here's what I like what it says. When you talk about the word examine in the Greek, it has the idea of scrutinize. I got to scrutinize. He says, examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. The way that we go about examining ourselves is not the lens of the world. It is in the lens of the Holy Spirit. It is really the Spirit's job that convicts us of our sin. It is the Holy Spirit's job, who is the Spirit of truth, that reveals the truth about who we are. So that we can, so because the Spirit testifies of Jesus. 
And so because he testifies of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, he is convicting and shaping us so that we can meet what he is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so he says, he says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. And let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of people who can profess things. But when we really examine their fruit, it does not see that their faith is genuine. Because it's saying you got to test yourselves. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you got to test what you believe. Because there's a lot of things that you may have heard growing up that ain't really true. But you got to test it for yourself. Here's the problem that I have with people who say of the deconstruction idea. The problem is faith is not to be deconstructed. It's meant to be built. The problem with people trying to deconstruct things is the is this is that you're is that eventually for some or for most it leads them ladies and gentlemen to walking away from the faith altogether. And then when we really examine that means their faith wasn't ever genuine to be in the first place because their faith was involved or wrapped in things that wasn't in sound truth. And then there's a lot of people who are, their faith is in the theology of it, but they never came in a relationship. Yeah. That's right. So how can an apologist walk away from the faith easy? They love the knowledge. They didn't love the God of it. And we get enamored of all of that. It's easy for me to defend something. I, don't, I, I can defend something based on the facts of it. Yeah. Don't mean that I actually really fully have believed it. So this is what he's saying. You need to scrutinize yourself to see if it even, even if it's real in the first place. Yeah. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith if you don't feel like Jesus is really with you. Because what we do is we assume that Jesus has left us because we're in a challenge. Yeah. And most people, when they give their life to Christ, they feel like they are exempt from trouble. And they have failed to realize that our faith our faith is not absent of trouble, but it trusts in the one who is our anchor in the midst of it. So you have to examine, say, I got to examine. Not only, not only that, not only examine my faith, but I got to examine who I am. What my, what my, is it, is, is, examine this question. Is, is, is God pleased with where I am right now? If what am I doing, is it bringing glory to God? Would God be glorified with where I am right now? Is God glorified with where I am right now? Am I staying in a place of stagnation? Am I staying in a place of just living but not really living? Well, let's put it this way, existing but not really living? What, where, where am I at? Is it bringing glory to God? Am I, test, am I putting it to the test? And the way I put it to the test is matching it against God's word. Because whatever, what, you, you know what people are examining? You're examining yourself based upon the world. You look at Instagram, you look at TikTok, you look at Facebook, and you make your examination based on others and not your examination based upon the spirit of God. That's what people are doing. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not enough to sustain you. It's not enough to keep you. And you have to put yourself and really confront you. You know who you are. For some, you know what you are and you know your shortcomings. And God is saying, will you come into the examination room so we can deal with it? Hey, that trauma, it's still there. You haven't dealt with it. 
Because every time you see the person or every time you see the thing, guess what happens? You get triggered. What I'm trying to do is touch your life so that you're not triggered by it anymore. I'm not here to wipe the memory. I'm here to take the sting out of it. I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm really here to make you whole, but you're not willing to confront. Come in, come for a confrontation. Come for an examination so that you can really be examined and we can really put that thing to the test. Because you know what the test of it is? Is that if it does not have the same impact on you anymore, you pass the test. But if it's not, then we got to come back into the room and see what's going on. Because there's some unforgiveness that's there. That's some hurt that's there. And if you're not willing to deal with it, I'm trying to tell us as a church, listen, you will. Let me tell you something. There's some of you who and I don't do this a lot, but I'm saying there's some of you. You thinking about a relationship and all of that stuff. But guess what? The old stuff will not allow you to get the person that you really need. Why is that? Because you ain't came into the examination room. Your character is not willing to deal with a uh, uh, with a uh, 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 with a godly woman or a godly man yet. Your character's not there. You wondering why God you ain't open up certain old doors for me because you could not handle it if you got through it. We have to be honest with ourselves. You know what really challenged me one time? My father said this to me. He said, you know, you know what? If God really gave you everything from the onslaught, it would have destroyed you. I said, ooh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I had to give him the Drewski. Like, what do you mean by that? Elaborate. <laughs> there were certain things that with the people that I had around me at the time that if it would have happened, it would have come completely down. We would not have been able to last as long. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're not that I was a bad person, but you have to examine where you are. You would have examined that maybe, just maybe, while I walk in humility, I would have had a little bit of, just a tad bit of puff. My air would have been puffed up. You wouldn't have been able to really tell me nothing. Like, listen, told you. 23 years old, look at what he did here. (laughs) He didn't tell me nothing. You wouldn't have been able to tell me and murdered nothing. We would have been, (laughs) what you mean? Who built this from the ground up? No money. What you mean? Come talk to me. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. You feel what I'm saying? But what that? But 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 if you are see, I can say this now because I went in the examination room and I realized, like, you know, well, you got a good point there, God. <laughs> I can't really argue with you on this one. I can't argue with you on it. Sometimes you got to hear stuff you don't want to hear. You mean I got pride? You know, I think I'm a pretty humble guy, but you're not humble in this regard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm a pretty, you know. See, we want to be like, but you don't tell the truth. You got to tell the truth about yourself. Tell the truth. Can I call you out, Ryan? Ryan, she said, she was like, listen, she, we went to one time, she was coming, she's like, you know, she was on the phone, you know, asking questions about certain things. She was like, because I'm rebellious. I'm rebellious. I don't know if you know that about me, Art. I said, wow, shocker. But I say this to say, 
You got to know the truth about yourself. She open and honest. That's my girl. She open and honest. I got a problem with rebellion. Is this sometimes I go left when I should go right? That's truth. You were in the examination room. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you're not honest with yourself, you will, and, and you're not honest with what the Lord has shown you about yourself, guess what? You're going to stay in denial thinking that you don't have a problem. And what people fall is because they think they don't have any problems. If you don't have any awareness and the spirit is making you aware and you still say you don't got no issues, the Bible says you are a liar. And the truth is not in you. You don't want to be around a person like that. You are a top-notch narcissist. You are a nar. Am I telling the truth? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. Listen, at if any moment, if you feel led by the Spirit of God to give, you can text TCF1 to 94000. Again, you can text TCF to 94000. Your generosity transforms the lives of those not only in our community, but those who are around the country. Giving to our outreach partners and being able to do different things in the community will definitely be able to allow us to touch the hearts with your seed. God bless you as you give. And remember, transformation starts here. What I'm trying to get to us is, is listen, you got to come. And guess what? This is why I like David. You know, David, we, we always exalt the fact that, you know, he was a man after God. David was a man just like you and I. Troubled. He was troubled. And we think about what God received. And the reason why God still called that man a man after his own heart is because David knew how to repent. That's what we miss in today's world. You want the, you want the blessings of God, but you don't want to repent. That means, and it ain't scary word. It means to change your mind. Turn. It means to turn away. Run. Go the opposite way. And David says in the Psalms, he says, search me, O God. Know me. Search my heart. And that needs to be our prayer today. When you're confronting me, you got to go to the one who knows you. Because there's him who knows He knows you. He, he, I mean, he really knows you. He knows you. And even when nobody else is seeing what you're doing in the dark, that's how much he knows you. And he's saying, you come to me. And David's saying, search my heart. Because let me tell you something. When you make that a, 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 a discipline of you in your Christian journey to ask God to search your heart, then guess what happens? You start, your heart starts even molding more and more like him. And guess what? You have the same grace because you know what you were in the dark room. It's just other people where uh, God put them on examination table in front of the public because of their rebellion. And so what sometimes God does is he will expose people who were not willing to do what it needed to be in the dark. So don't get all twisted in your high horse and self-righteous when you see people fall from the top. That means God examined them in front of everyone so their fall could be seen because they refused to do what they needed to do in the private. And God will have you have a mighty fall in public. 
And one of the things that I always said, I don't want to ever be a public spectacle <laughs> in front of nobody. Uh, not me. That's why I'm saying loyal to my wife. Amen. You got to. Come on, I don't want to be no public spectacle. I don't want to be on that. Girl, you heard what just happened to that pastor down there? I wouldn't want to be him. No, I could not have that happen. I could not. I don't want to be no public spectacle. No, I don't want to be God putting me on example in front of nobody. Are you kidding me? Not in that type of way. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do that. So, what am I trying to tell us today? Is that if you really go into a place of really confronting where you are, then then and then not only that, but blessed are those who are hearers of the word, but also doers. So you can't just okay, okay. I'm willing to hear from you, but I'm not willing to do anything about it because you're stubborn. So what happens is this, ladies and gentlemen, you don't. <laughs> Ah, see, this is what's going to test the real genuineness about people's faith. Faith is this. Does God got any weight in your life? Does God hold any weight in your life? Or is he one of many that you look to? My God. My God. You want to know what I can judge or make a judgment based on what I see in a person's life? It's based upon how much weight does God actually have in their life? Do you because if you if you if you say that you are a believer and God holds no weight and you're doing what you're doing and you have no conviction about it, then you're not saved. That's what Paul is saying. If I'm telling you to get right and you mad in here about me telling you to get right because of some things that you're doing, that's not a good example of Jesus Christ and you still doing it, then God has no weight. Then guess what? We've already seen that you have failed the test. That's what Paul is saying. Where does God, what weight does God hold in your life? If you say, oh God, you are the Lord of my life. I give myself away. I surrender all, all of that good old stuff. But he has no weight to correct you? Then guess what? You're not his. If God can't get you in the room and say, hey, pastor, hey, hey, hey he don't address me in no pastor. Hey, Brandon, you need to get right, brother. And he'll say such and such and such. I'm like, oh, okay, sir. <laughs> All right. I, I make no, I, I, listen, I, I don't make no arguments with you, brother. I'm going to do what you, I'm going to do what you say. All right. You didn't learn your lesson from the last time. Because you look at God as, oh, he's just so mean. No, he's not mean. He's loving, and the loving is part is the part of correction. He loves you so much that, hey, I can't do what I really want to do in your life until this gets right. You correct this right, this a discipline so you can stay on the path of righteousness because there's things that happens where will try to take you off the path of righteousness that you have to make a change. And that's the problem that we, we don't want to talk about in today's culture and church. We just want to hear everything else but don't want to hear nothing about you got to change. Because something, certain things that will not open to you unless there is a change. There are certain opportunities that you will never see if you don't make a change. Well, then you'll be like, well, I get the same type of woman, the same type of man. I get this and all of that stuff. You want to know why? Because you didn't change. I'm getting set up for the same thing. I fell for that opportunity. It wasn't good. Guess what? Because you're too greedy. You need to make a change.
Every blessing does not come from God. Not everything that looks like it's God, it is. That's what makes the devil so good. He, he's the king of deception. What makes you think that the offer that was made, and I'm closing, the offer that was made in the garden was very appealing. Well, I'll make you like God. Here's where they didn't examine the fact that, wait a minute, we are like God. I have him. Adam was God in the earth. The same God gave him the same authority he had in heaven is here. And the devil knew where he could get it. He couldn't get it from God. So where he get it? He get it from man. Guess what? I hear when people, I'm a ghost. It's a nice song. Take back from the devil. Stole from me. The devil does not steal anything. You forfeit it. The devil just can't outtake stuff. You forfeit it. You get what I'm saying? You talking about, oh, he took my peace. I'm taking him back. How can he take your peace? Because he messed with your stuff? Yeah, it's annoying, but guess what? He can mess with it, but he can't take my peace because he can't, he can't take something that, wasn't, that he didn't give. You allow people to take your peace instead of making a change. He can't steal nothing from you. I don't got to take back nothing I didn't give. I didn't give nothing to him, so he can't take nothing from me. <laughs> he can't take my joy because he didn't give it to me. The devil's job is he wants to rob you of it, but you have to. If you don't surrender it and you fight for it, that's what it means fighting to contend for the faith, fighting. Fighting the good fight of faith. You got to fight. You got to fight to keep your mind. You got to fight to keep your peace. You have to fight to keep those things. If you don't fight for it, then you're going to let the devil bully you. Punk you into surrendering it. <laughs> Look at somebody say, you ain't no chump. You're not no chump. You are a child of God. You better remember who you are. You got to fight for it. You got to fight for it and you, you got to fight to keep it. Because there's, there's the external pressures of this world and there's things around you that's going to try to take it from you. But you can't say, I'm not going to surrender it because guess what? I'm confronted where I'm at. Because if you don't confront where you are, then you're going to surrender it over. But if I'm honest about it, like, mm, I, all right, I see. I'm making an examination. I need to change who I'm around because that's why my peace is getting disturbed. I've examined my situation, and I begin to realize and made it a hypothesis. And my hypothesis is this. If I get rid of so-and-so, then this will happen because I will now have my peace because they were disturbing me, asking for money every week. If I do this, then this will happen because the reality of the matter is when I examine where I am through the lens of God through the lens of his spirit correcting where I am then I can make the necessary changes and really see my life go to where it needs to be listen can I tell you something drop this on you and I'm done you want to know the highest form you can ever live on is the highest form of holiness let me tell you something a holy life is a stress life a stress-free life 
A holy life is a stress-free life. What am I saying? Because when I examine where I am, I know that when I'm ho- because I'm holy, I live set apart. Meaning that I have to set myself apart from different devices that may cause me trouble. So I can have a more peace-filled life. I can have a more joy-filled life when I don't allow the devices that I know that are triggers to continue to be a burden to me. And the reality is, is that you think that life outside of holiness is better for you, but it's not. It only prevents more trouble, more cares, more drama than what you need in your life. And what you need in your life. Why am I telling this to you at this point in time, TCF, is because God is bringing a level of exposure. And guess what? When you have a certain level of exposure, there's going to be a certain examination that you get in the public that if you did it in the dark, you would have been okay. Are you hearing what I say? Do what you need to do now. So that later on, when those things arise, you're ready for it. Here's what I like what he said, and we're done. Are you getting something out of this? Here's what he says. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. Listen, Paul was telling them, as I come to a close, Paul was telling them, listen, we are not even above the truth. So as I stand here today, as the pastor of the church, Pastor Brandon Benjamin Hill Sr. is not above the truth. I don't preach to you to preach at you. I preach to you because it applies to all of us in the room and those of you who are watching online. Because guess what? As I'm telling you this, it's because I got it first. That makes because I got it. Whereas though, Pastor B, you better get yourself and check what's in your closet. Because if because when I bring you to the table, guess what? When you come to the table, you'll be ready to sit at it and stay at it. I'm not trying to start well and not end well. Because people don't remember to start, they remember to finish. (laughs) Woo, glory. I got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's not about how I began. It's how I finished. (laughs) Stand to your feet, I'm finished. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what you refuse to confront will always be a hindrance to you. And you can be your own hindrance. Some of us, we're analytical. I don't mean, can I call you out, Pastor Dom? He's one of the most analytical people I know. One of. (laughs) Who said I agree? (laughs) (laughs) I told Dom sometimes, you know, I admire your mind because I wish I had that type of mind. I do. But sometimes you can hinder you from overanalyzing every little thing. And sometimes you'll be, you'll miss your own blessing. He's over me telling this, so this ain't nothing new. You'll sometimes miss your own blessing because you overlooked that, overlooking everything. And God's saying, listen, it's right in front of you. <laughs> it's right there. Just walk through the door. But sometimes you got to silence that part at times. 
I didn't say songs because that's who you are. That's in your DNA. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes our personality and stuff can be hindrances to us at times. But it's not to silence who we are. But sometimes you got to silence that for that moment. Like, wait a minute. I got to go with the spirit on this one. I feel it in my gut. I feel him. In the, I feel the spirit of God telling me to do this. But you're analog and you're but being so analytical sometimes will make you this question. Well, if this happened and over there, then that happened there, then then then, then that may not happen there. Then I got to do. I was like, shh. Walk through the door, dog. <laughs> Seriously. And that's what you have to understand. So don't be afraid of confrontation. God is not someone who wants to confront you so you can be afraid of him. And that's the problem. Yeah, there's a fear you need to walk in with God. There's a reverence, a falal, what it means one as a child would have for a parent. You get what I'm saying? But we're there to learn. God only wants the best for us so he can push us into who he knows he meant for you to be. How many of you just want to, in this lifetime, become all of what God has for you in this lifetime? Let me tell you something. It's available. It's accessible to us. God is not hiding it from us. And so stop trying to fight him. Let's see it. And then it's going to follow you until eternity. And guess what? And when God puts your works to the fire, it won't burn up. And guess what? And you'll have a crown presented to you. Let me tell you something. Yeah, accolades here is great. Nothing wrong with it. Everyone wants to feel appreciated. Amen. Amen. But let me tell you something. It is nothing like hearing the almighty creator of the universe, the God of the Bible, tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I'm living to hear. If I could just hear it. That would make all the, the things I ever gone through worth it. It makes it all worth it at the end of the day to see what I've been preaching about. And I believed, finally realized. And that's why I preach with so much conviction. Because I know one day, even if God would take my life today, I'm going to hear them words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. That's what I'm living for. And I hope you do the same. Now, everyone over the sound of my voice, even watching online and in person, you're going to hear this in so many different, people are going so many different directions. But those of you who take what I'm saying to you and run with it, I promise you, your life will never be the same. Because if you take what God is trying to tell you, he is the one that knows this whole thing. Don't fight them. Don't fight them. Lord God, thank you for this moment. I seal this moment in people's hearts today. I sealed it today in Jesus' name. Lord, let us confront us so we can look more like you. So we won't be a stumbling block to those to know you. 
so that they can come and also see what you have in store for them. And Lord, we pray right now for that person who may be watching on, online and who's in person who may not be saved but want to be saved today. We offer them the opportunity that you sent your son over 2,000 years ago to make available for us. And so we thank you in this moment. If you're not saved and you need to rededicate your life to Christ and you're looking for a church home, listen, we are here. Let us grow together because I'm trying to tell you, you see what it is now, but I've seen the end and that's where I'm going and running to. <laughs> and I'm telling you all, God is about to blow the mind of this place like never before. And I give you Jesus, more importantly, because I want you to be in the family of God. Because guess what? You can sit in church all you want to. If you don't know Jesus, if God holds no weight in your life, you're not saved. So I give you that. So repeat after me, those of you in person, those of you watching online, say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I ask you to come into my life make me new I acknowledge you died you were buried you rose again and you ascended to the right hand of the father just for us and so I give you my life today you hold weight in my life as of today in Jesus name amen hallelujah amen if you said that prayer for the very first time I want to lead you to Jesus text that number that's on the screen and we'll also show you the way of salvation hallelujah are you glad about that this morning? Hallelujah. Give me this. Let us, let us see you lifted up like never before. We're getting out of here. Don't let's do the offering. Let us see you lifted up like never before. Let us see you. Let us see you lifted up like never before. Let us see Jesus. Let us see. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1, to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.